Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are going to make it. <laughs> I like that part. It says some, some way, somehow. <laughs> We're going to make it. Thank y'all. Bless y'all. My brothers and my sisters, we have been really pressed upon by the Holy Spirit to focus on the family. And uh, the Lord has a lot to tell us about focusing on the family. So I would like to turn your attention to the book of Genesis chapter 4. It's a continuation of where we left off last week. For those who remember, last week we dealt with the union, the marriage, the blood sheets. I want to uh, also uh, say to you who have siblings, This message ought to encourage you. Amen. Amen. I want you to look at Genesis chapter 4, beginning with verses 1 through 12. Well, we're going to walk down the scripture a little bit. You can find it on page page 3 in your pew Bible. And then I want you to look at the meditation that we shared yesterday with the men, Proverbs 17, 17. Oh. Just put your thumb on it, put your program in it. You can find that on page I mean, 448. Somewhere in that neighborhood. 449. Proverbs 17, 17. We're going to do a little work here this morning. Amen. Genesis chapter 4. Also brought an offering 
fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you did what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother. And Abel, his brother Abel, had killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what you have done, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on earth. Proverbs 17, 17, 449. A friend loves at all times. Yeah. And a brother is born for a time of adversity. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Dear God, we come to this moment in preaching in which we seek to hear from what you, the Lord of hosts, has for your people. Dear God, I need you right now to utter every word that comes out of my mouth. I decrease that you might have increase in me. And that the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Fill our cup that our cup runneth over. We ask this in the precious and glorified name of Jesus Christ. The people of God said, Amen. Amen. I am a keeper. I am a keeper. Now I need you all to put on your intellectual caps with me just a little while. 
And I need you to really hone in on this because uh, we're focusing on the family. All right. Amen. Uh, Soreen uh, Kierkegaard is a was a 19th century intellectual, and he is the father of existentialism. Uh oh, big word. He's the father of existentialism. Existentialism is the philosophical belief that we are each responsible for creating purpose or meaning in our lives. Existentialism is the philosophical belief that it is us, we, you. Each of us are responsible for putting meaning. I'm trying to see you. I'm looking at your eyes. I got to do you like I do my college students. I got to make sure you ain't sleep. <laughs> We're responsible for putting meaning in our lives. That's Kierkegaard. All right. That's Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard would argue that we should stop asking God Come on. Come on. for the purpose of our lives. Stop asking God, God, what's my purpose? Kierkegaard would say, you need to stop asking God and start asking yourself. All right. Come on. Now, Kierkegaard is not an atheist. Kierkegaard is a believer. So this is not coming from somebody that's outside of the Christian faith. He's inside the Christian faith. All right. And he's saying, and instead of you asking God constantly what your purpose is, you need to ask yourself. And then they ask Kierkegaard, now watch this. This is where it gets interesting. This is what we need to, we need to really hone in on this. They ask Kierkegaard, well, Kierkegaard, then what is self? And his response, Brother Port, I'm going to talk to you because they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> his response was, Self is the becoming of who you are. All right, all right. Make it fun. Huh? You already are, but you don't know who you are. And because you don't know who you are, this life is just a big process of developing to you who you are. I don't agree with Kierkegaard's entire understanding of existentialism. Mm -hmm. 
He's the father of existentialism. He, he, he put us in the rim of this discussion. But I don't agree that holistically the discovery of purpose is all within self. But I do agree that we do have something to do with the discovery of our purpose in conjunction with God. And I do agree that we have a lot to do with understanding our purpose because our purpose, for the most part, is not revealed to us. God gives us purpose, but God doesn't always tell us. And maybe it's because God can't tell you holistically who you are because at this particular stage in your life, you wouldn't understand what God was saying anyway. Y'all stay with me. Tell your neighbor, don't go to sleep. He's on his way. Genesis marks the beginning. Genesis means beginning. Genesis means the origin of things. Genesis means the first of things. And in Genesis 1, 3, we have the first day. In Genesis 2, 1 through 3, we have the first week. In Genesis 1 and 27, we have the first people. And in Genesis 4, 1 through 2, 18, we get the first siblings. Okay. Right. And we can't talk about focusing on the family without talking about focusing on the interaction between those in which we call brother and sister. And I'm here to submit to you that the problem with our families is, is that I'm not really sure that we understand the role we play in each other's lives as we are discovering self. You're tracking me so far. As we focus on the family, we can't focus on the family without dealing with the development of the individual. That makes up community. All right, all right. So there are three things. There's many things we can extract out of this text, but there are three major things that I would like to pull out of this text as we focus on the family. The first thing is: is who is driving your life's purpose and meaning? I can say it another way, Brother Evans. Who is helping you become? You. Boy, I'm about to start preaching right now. You gotta, hey, hey. You're not an individual apart from and outside your family. Have you ever considered that your family is, they play a large part in helping you become Second question. Where are you in becoming you? I can ask it another way. Are you on course or off course of becoming you? Come on. 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 Come on.
And I would even double down on and say to you that guess what? You really don't have to become you. And many people pass this life without ever becoming who they are. I wonder if I had a praying church. Third thing. Third thing, and this is where me and Kirk are, we sort of separate ways here. And this is where I disagree with him a little bit because we can't talk about becoming who we are if we don't talk about where is God in you becoming you. Y'all with me so far? Y'all need it again? Who's driving your life's purpose? Who's helping you become you? Where are you in the process of you becoming you? Are you on course? Or are you off course of becoming you? And where is God in the process of you becoming you? The Bible tells us in this particular book, in this particular, in this pericope, where we find the text where Cain is a farmer and his brother is a herder or a shepherd. And it says that after a time had passed, Cain began to make an offering unto God. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us where did this come from? How did we get to the purpose to where Cain even realized that God even desired an offering? It just simply tells after a time he decided to make an offering. Which helps us to understand that there was some point in his life where he decided that he wanted a relationship with God. And the only time that he gets to the point to where he feels like he needs a relationship with God is I, all I can do is make an offering. Now wait a minute. Notice what it doesn't say. He doesn't go on a self-discovery of whether God exists or not. He starts off with God. And that's the problem with us. What we want to do is we want to argue with the Bible and we want to have discussions about the existence of God. The Bible doesn't argue God. The Bible proclaims God is. And then Cain says, I know that God is. But now how do I get a relationship? Now I really don't know what happens first. I don't know if Cain was the one that made the offering first or Abel made the offering first. But I know about brothers and I know about rivals. And in my spiritual imagination, I just want to believe that because Cain was the firstborn, maybe he was the first one to make an offering, but here come Abel making an offering. Bible doesn't really tell us what Cain offered up, but it suggests that whatever, it don't suggest, it flatly says that whatever he offered up, it did not get the attention of God. It was inadequate. It was below par. It didn't win God's favor. It didn't impress God. But how would you like to be the firstborn that's offering God up something? Here come your younger brother. 
Then your younger brother who wants to have his own relationship with God offers up something too. He offered the first, he said he'd offer up the first, the first calf. He slaughtered it, the first, the fats of his, of his first calf. He offered it up. And it did, it was accepted. Then the text says that Cain's countenance fell. He became downcast. And then God says to him, why have you become downcast if you had done what was right? I would have received you. But now sin is crouching at the door and you must rule over it. King James says you must master it. And you will think that that would be good enough for him to start again and to renew the relationship and try to get it right. But instead of doing that, he does the common thing. So focusing his energy on God, he focuses his energy on the one that's closest to him. Now I'm in the house. There's some disappointments that we have in our own lives. There's some things that we're not satisfied with. And there's some things in places in our lives in which we thought God would have been on our side. But because we have perhaps disappointed ourselves and disappointed God, who we take it out on are the persons that live. Focus on the family. And some of the turmoil and some of the fighting and grief and grief that we have in our family has nothing to do with the fact that we're mad at each other, but we might be mad at the relationship that we have with God. And I can't reach God. But I can reach my brother. I can reach my sister. I can show my dissatisfaction to the ones who are living amongst Hug me, Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. That's good. Takes his brother out into a field. Bible says he takes a rock and kills him. He takes a rock and he kills him. Competition. Jealousy. Judging one another. Fighting over our inheritance. All right. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see ugly people, just go, just, 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 just go to a funeral and find out what happened right before the car pulled up. Oh yeah. You want to see how your family really feel about each other? Watch how they act at that when they're trying to design whether what they're gonna get a blue casket or a cheap casket or come on somebody. Don't leave me out here by myself. She gave me that kind of cat. Choke you to death over a China cat. That's my mama's ring. Pull out a gun and shoot you dead. Look at what's going on. We get to the place now we can't even hardly have funerals. Well, I ain't having no more funerals for strangers. No, no, no. Uh, Amen. 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 
Folk bring girls up in the church. Yeah. 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 Family. Yeah. We ain't talking about strangers. We talking about family. Life circumstances and situations can extract out of us our true selves. What was Dr. King says? And I'm going to mess it up. He says, the measure of a man is not when times are good, but when a man has to deal with adversity. And some of us, when we have to deal with adversity, our true selves help us understand the character of where we are in the process, hey, of becoming ourselves. Watch this. Now, it's amazing to me how God deals with Cain. This is very intriguing to me. Look at how God deals with Cain. Cain killed his brother. And then watch this. He Not only did he kill his brother, but he got an attitude about it. As often as just to say, don't even ask me nothing about it. And then God says to him, wait a minute. Where is your brother? And then Cain says to him in an arrogant, attitudinal, self-centered kind of way. Am I my brother's keeper? Amen. Amen. Oh, my To me, if I can control the heavens and the earth, and I can pull down lightning from the sky, and I can make the earth rock, and I can I can make a sound of a loud thunder that'll cause buildings to shout. At that particular point, I'm ready to smack pain. But he doesn't do that. He just killed his brother. But he doesn't do that. He 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 recognizes perhaps what. Kierkegaard is trying to get us to recognize is that Cain's self has not yet truly been discovered. Oh, you missed your shout. You missed your shout. How despicable was it that he did? But God still finds room to give him grace. Despite of his actions, because God knows that Cain is in the process of becoming self. Is there a witness here? He doesn't give God his best. He's jealous hearted. He's violent. He's disrespectful toward God. And he is lost. He doesn't know who he is. Because if he knew who he was, he would not have asked such a silly question. He asked God a silly question. 
question. Yeah. Yeah. Where is your brother? And he thought he was being smart, but he was really being dumb. He said, am I my brother's keeper? Which indicates that he is still in the process of discovering his meaning and his purpose in life. Cain is off course. He doesn't know who he is. And that doesn't lean that up against what is going on in the community in Chicago. In every major city in our world. It is an answer to why are we killing one another with no respect or regard for life. It is because we don't know who we are. And why has not God annihilated us and started anew? It's because God's grace says, because you don't know who you are, I'm still working with you for you to become who you are. Is there a witness here? Y'all making me preach hard? Now watch this. The purpose is in this passage because God apparently received one offering and rejected another, which is to say that our purpose is simply to give God the best that we have. Give God our best self. That is your purpose. Your purpose in life is to give God your best self. And whenever we don't give God our best self, we don't win the favor of God. And God rejects that offering and says, try again. You cussed your brother out? Not acceptable. Try again. You took some money from your brother? Not acceptable. Try again. You hurt your brother in some sort of way? Not acceptable. Try again. But if you do right, is that witness here? If you do right, I will accept it. Watch this. Kierkegaard will say this. In becoming of self, it's not apart from community. Stop getting mad at God because of how you grew up. Because how you grew up is a, pro- is a part of the process of you discovering who you are. And as a matter of fact, I would go so far as even to say that without the help of your family, you could not discover even the drums, even the lowlifes, even the ones that mention no good. Even the ones that lied on you, even the ones that cheated, even the ones that did you wrong, even with them, they were helping you become self. Is there a witness here? Every broken window in your neighborhood, 
Every bad teacher in your neighborhood. Everything that happened to you as a part of you becoming and discovering yourself was all a part of recognizing who you are and whose you are and why God put you on this earth. Our environment, people, places, things all are part of helping us become our best self. Was Marvin Gaye? Uh, Push it, man. Uh, I come up hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you come up hard. Yeah. But it was not for nothing. It was for you to discover the greatness of your resilience and buoyancy to come overcome obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle so that you can discover your best self. Proverbs 17, 17. I'm coming on now. Proverbs 17, 17. Says this. It says, a friend loves at all times. Y'all know that. Johnny, you know that. A friend loves at all times. A friend gonna be there for you at all times. That's what it says. Hey, listen, when you're down and you... And you and you drunk in your own vomit. Your friend gonna say, "Boy, you crazy." Come on. <laughs> friend gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. We love that. God has given us friends, but don't confuse a friend, Xavier, from a brother. Because a friend is gonna be there to kick it with you, hey, all the time. Yeah, yeah. But a friend, you can't necessarily count on, Vern. In times of adversity. That's right. That's right. Say that. That's why the second part of the text says this. A brother is born for a time of adversity. Yeah. 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 That's good. My brother is always my brother, but he ain't always my friend. All right. That's right. Because that dude sometimes tells me when my stuff ain't looking that good. That's right. And sometimes I want to choke the mess out of him. And sometimes he want to choke the mess out of me. But at the end of the day, I am who I am because he pushes me to be who he knows that I'm all to be. That's a brother. That's a sister. That's somebody that really, truly loves you. Somebody that's telling you where you, where you, you where, hey, where, hey, man, you can, you, you do this right. And if I can't tell you that you didn't get yourself together the way you were supposed to, I may not be your brother. Is that witness here? I can't be who Antoine is destined and meant to be unless Antonio pushes me to him. Is that witness here? And when we're focusing on the family, what you need to realize is we have shortcomings because we have been so self-absorbed and trying to become who we want to be that we have ignored those who are on the path to help us be who we want to be. Our family is not there to just have joyous times. Our family is there to correct, to reprove, to challenge, to push, to motivate, to encourage. 
to support us. Yeah. And when the other folks talk about us, to knuckle up with us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Y'all missed that. I'm from, the, I'm from 5839. That's between Cassell and Prosper. I'm sorry. I'm with that. Whether you like it or not, brothers and sisters, we are born to help each other in hard times. And we've lost sight of the fact that family is about us helping each other become our best selves. I am a keeper. That's my job. I am a keeper. I can't be who God wants me to be unless I make sure that I make sure you have what you need. And I ain't talking about, I was telling them the other day ago, don't, that, listen, listen, I'm about to stop preaching here. I'm be done in about five minutes. Don't you be calling me asking me for some money because you're talking about you helping me. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. Don't be blowing me up talking about can I borrow? That ain't what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is helping you get yourself in a situation to where you will cease to become a borrower and you start to become a lender and you can become somebody else's keeper like you being kept. Somebody help me today. Being a keeper is not dragging your family down, constantly being a burden to your family, constantly giving your parents any trouble, struggling and trouble because they are a keepers. And let me tell you something else. If you do borrow money, you might have to hear my mouth. How you gonna borrow money and you don't want to hear my mouth? Stuff you don't want to hear my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Where is God? Last thing. Watch this. Woo, this is good. This is going to shout you. I'm getting uh, my boy Eddie came from California. He said, Don't miss your shot. He says this. He says, This is the last question. Where is God in you becoming you? Watch this. You notice. I'm coming to a close. You notice that God didn't kill Cain. Y'all don't believe me. I know y'all don't. Now, Reverend, could you help me? Because I probably missed a few classes. Probably my memory's bad. What are the wages of sin? The wages of sin is death. That's right. Uh, and the gift of life is a gift of love is eternal life. I ain't asked that question. <laughs> At this time, there was no law. There was only natural law. And at that time, the law was eye for an eye. So Cain deserved. You're going to miss your shout. He deserved to die. That's what he deserved. He deserved. Not only did he not die, but he talked back to God. I mean, this joker got to go. I can imagine the host, the heavenly host going, Lord, you're going to do this. Now watch this. 
watch the psychology of this thing. So remember I told you that you becoming you is a combination of God and what God has purposed in you and you discovering that purpose. So you are a part of becoming you and God is a part of becoming you, but many people die without ever becoming. Remember I told you that? Many people die without ever knowing their true self. Right? And I told you that perhaps God is not going to kill Cain because God recognizes that Cain is still becoming. But he said this to him. He said, now listen, I'm going to, listen, a curse is upon you and you will no longer be able to extract from the ground any harvest and now you will be as a wanderer. Now watch this. He cursed Cain to be what he already was. Lost. And that is to say to you, it's not about God putting a curse on you for you to have to do something new, but it's about God putting a curse on you for you to continue to do what you're already doing. He was a wonderer in the thought. He was a wonder in his relationship with God. He was a wonder. He was lost. And God just cursed him to forever being lost. But you know, this God that we serve, he's so merciful. He's so redeeming. He's so forgiving. He's so long-suffering. He's so gracious to us that I can't leave you like that. Look at what happens in verse, watch this, verse 17 is going to mess you up. Now, what did I tell you? He said that you will forever be a wanderer, did he not? And he said you won't ever extract anything else out of the ground. Woo, y'all not going to believe me, so I got to go to scripture. Listen to this. It says right in verse 17, right after all this is taking place, it says Cain made love to his wife. And she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city. Y'all did miss y'all. I was going to get this three months. Now I got to give it five. Come on, preacher, preach. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad it's been, no matter the tension between you and God, no matter how, how the blood spills from the ground and calls up to the Lord about your sin and your downtroddenness, it doesn't matter how despicable you've been. It doesn't matter the fact that you didn't give an acceptable offering. God knows that you're still becoming and God will not give up on you. God gave Cain a second chance. Not only did he not become a farmer, but I he got a promotion. He went from forming to building. Yeah, yeah. And not only building, but Brother Evans, he building a city. Don't you dare give up on your brother. Don't you dare give up on your friend. Don't you dare give up on your sister. Don't you dare give up on your family. Because God can take that family, turn it around from forming to building. Yeah. 
popper when you didn't keep you. When you thought you was going down for the last time, did he keep you? And because he kept me, I'm going to keep you, brother. Because he kept me, I'm going to keep you, brother. He kept me. He still keeps on keeping us. When the wages of sin is death, he shed his blood. 